What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the TDM Show. I am one of your hosts, and I go by the name of Old Man Mookie on the interwebs and the game stations. So if you see me in the streets, approach me like a friendly Earthside mammal and ask me for my game attack. And then hop on these sticks and catch these L's because I'm feeling myself. I'm joined by uh, <laughs> two of probably the best gamers that I know. Um, and I just happen to be really good friends with them. And then every once in a while, we get together to do a podcast. That happens to be my buddy Matt and my buddy Craig. Go ahead and introduce yourselves, gentlemen. That What's going on, guys? Yeah, that's, it's, a, it's a lot more than I think I deserve, but I appreciate it. <laughs> I mean, I'm just being honest here. Like, I think the world just needs some honesty and also a little bit of love. And so that's what I'm doing. I'm doing some honesty and some love. It's going to be a whole lot of honesty on this podcast, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I, I can I can get behind that. Uh, Greg, you can introduce yourself first. Uh, my name is Greg. You can find me on the interwebs at Tonksy. You know, game handles can be Tonks without the Y. Just a quick update. I know we were talking about this before, gentlemen, but I want you to know my system's fine. I've got Destiny 2 installing. Let's nice. go. Let's actually stinking go, guys. Let's go. Let's go. If you can't tell, and I'm guys, excited. I'm excited. The other part of this fire team. Hi, I'm Matt. You can follow me on all social media at Matt underscore you two. And my gamer tag, which I made when I was 14, is Black Attack 1964. <laughs> I don't think I've ever publicly said that on the podcast. No, no, you haven't. And and now you have. And that exists I, on the internet I, in perpetuity. I, I just want to say that it's it's almost like you were uh, uh, predicting and using your clairvoyance. There we go. Words. Clairvoyance for the future. Because that is so fitting right now. I love it. Yes. So, um, if you want to hop on Destiny with us, we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, later. Um, there are spots open in the clan. All right. Thank you guys for introducing yourself. Now, let's go ahead and get to this week's in games. Um, guys, not a lot has happened, but uh, a few things have happened. Some big things, some minor things. Uh, we want to talk about some predictions that we think might happen over the next few months um, in the in the gaming space. Talk about some updates, some games that went away and are coming back and that we're excited about, or at least that I'm excited about. And then some games that, you know, we've walked away from and are back to. So let's start at the top. Destiny 2. Destiny 2. Shadowkeep came and kind of went with uh, a bit of fanfare. I don't know how much Destiny 2 Shadowkeep, specifically Shadowkeep, you guys played. I know Matt kind of hopped in with shadow keep with me we played for like maybe a month greg did you play any shadow keep was shadow keep anything after the base game yep no i did not yeah, yeah. Literally like, like keep a was, year or two September 2019 and then d2 was two years prior yeah i believe so the yeah. big thing the big thing with shadow keep was that that's when they split from activision and the game became free to play and they began to move in more of this direction of an MMORPG, um, or at least an MMO DRPG or MMO, whatever they're calling it now, whatever the acronyms and alphabet soup it is. Um, <clears throat> that's when Ares came back. The game went free to play. They changed a bunch of the systems. They add armor. We played for about a month. It didn't really hold water to me. And then we hopped off. But we're back in it. And. I don't know what's happened between the release of Shadowkeep and now, but the game feels really good. I can't 
necessarily mm-hmm. quantify it, but the quality of the game feels good. I was hopping in around today before we did the podcast. Questing is easier than it's ever been. Bounties have more value than they've ever had in my eyes because not only do they give you the bounty rewards, they give you experience towards your season pass. The season pass is an interesting concept for me because it's everywhere. It's in Call of Duty. Um, uh, Fortnite is kind of like the big one. It's in Apex Legends. Every every game as a service kind of has this season pass where you buy, you, you level up through the season and you get either customizable um, like ornaments or you get actual equipment my first drop is an exotic exotic weapon and i was like oh shoot let's go uh so that's interesting Mm -hmm. to me Uh, putting like 600 hours into destiny one and about 200 hours into destiny two when it first came out leaving for a while and then coming back um it feels good that the game is in a good place i'm interested to see what this big update that's going to happen on june 9th hat does for the system um, I want to see if it does anything to its player base. Uh, but how do you feel about it so far, Matt, since you're the one who hopped in with me? Yeah. Um, I think I talked about it a couple of weeks ago uh, on the podcast where I hopped in after like eight months of not doing anything in there and was utterly confused for 75% of the time that I, that I was questing um, in D2. But after we hopped in, so then a little shorter time, I think it was like just a couple of weeks since I last played, um, being in there, having you, and you're just like squad up, let's go. We I think we did like six missions, five, six yep. missions, something like that. Something um, like that. Being co- confused for only 15 minutes, and then it's like, okay, I have my bearings. Let's get everything together, and then let's just go. And it is so much more fun. Like I I love a good single player game where I can just go through the story or go through a campaign and play through it. But I forgot how much fun it is whenever you're with your friends on an online platform just wrecking shop going through levels and beating quests and stuff like that so i'm, I'm super loving uh destiny 2 right now um i'm super excited for what they're about to do with this new event greg hearing what we've talked about so far what are your thoughts like how interested are you like what could they do i know that's never been your cup of tea and you've never really like gone you know full bore into an MMO since Warcraft is what you... That's the conversation we've had, at least that's how I understand it. What could Destiny do to sink its, like, hooks into you? Short of being a Final Fantasy game. I mean, it's... It it really comes down to they need to give me more, because when I played Destiny 1, I never I never did any rating because I don't have... I never had a group of people to do that with, mm-hmm. and I don't want to spend 15, 20 hours in one instance raid level whatever you want to call it so that didn't appeal to me but the game never offered anything really for anything outside of let's start a new character if if you were that kind of player so i'd want to see more things that are available to those who necessarily aren't necessarily going to do the raids yes pvp is there um i'm i'm not a big multiplayer fan personally at all i very rarely do pvp in anything um, so just give me more game to play and more reason to play it. Otherwise, it'll be another one of those three, four weeks that I'm out. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. If you don't, like, I want to put both your thoughts together. If you don't have a like a group of like a dedicated group of that of friends to play with, 
Destiny gets dry real quick. And if you're not a PvP person, uh, good luck with that. But it seems like they found a nice little balance. Uh, again, it seems like that way because there's like a lot of effort being pushed into, hey, if you want to do Crucible, go ahead. There's Crucible. There's Lord Shaxx. Um, uh, there's Saint-14 who runs Trials now. And then there's the Drifter who is the Gambit King. I know the Gambit was supposed to be like halfway between PvE and PvP. It's PvP. Let's just be honest about that. It's a multiplayer PvP with PvE elements in it. Um, but it seems like a lot of effort has been put into developing characters like Eris Moon, uh, Ava Levante, um, Ikora Ray, um, and Strikes, Nightfalls. There was Nightfalls, and then there was different levels of Nightfalls. So I've, I haven't really dug into it. Again, I'm kind of like... It's like moving out of your small town and then coming back and all of a sudden there's an Ikea in the middle of town. You're like, huh? When did this happen? <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're like walking through Ikea. It's similar. It's the town you've always lived in. But this giant Ikea is now smack dab in the middle of the, the town you grew up in. So you have to like go through the stupid thing and get the Swedish meatballs and then you have to follow the stupid sign. And then the, the guy who got arrested at Ikea has rearranged the signs. Now you can't get out. So I'm figuring my way back through Destiny 2 uh, in a familiar way. Yet I'm learning more about it, so I think there could be options. Obviously, when we hop on, we'll we'll see how that works for us as a newer fire team to the game. I will say that it did kind of suck just because everyone was going in to see that uh, initial start or launch to the the event. Uh, the servers just completely sucked. I don't want to say completely sucked, but it's like we're we're going from quest to quest. We complete a portion of the quest, and then it like kicked us out and put us in orbit. And it's like, oh, contacting the servers. And it happened, like, more than twice. And I was like, oh, this this, this blows. But I'm still excited to be playing it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm interested to get into it with people I, I know. Because, I mean, my, my most experience with Destiny is Destiny 1 itself. And I won't forget, um, this was, I think, before they were doing the... Where they were linking people up together and making parties. The Nightfalls are... Like you, it's a group. It's a harder mission, right? Yes. Yeah. So I remember doing a nightfall, and it put me in. And I thought at the time that it automatically grouped you, and I went into a nightfall, and it was the Corbel mission that was PlayStation exclusive, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where, where you fought the giant Corbel at the end that was shooting rockets off his shoulder and walking back and forth in that hangar thing or whatever. Yep. Yeah, I remember doing that entire level solo. Oh no! I got that yeah. sounds like the worst. And I got to the boss, and I multiple times got that boss down to about 5% health before I died and just got overran with ads. And I, I probably did that for an hour thinking this is the way the game is supposed to be and realizing when I told everybody the story that I was playing wrong, I need to find people to play with. So mm. that's like the extent of my experience of the game itself is playing the hardest mission I can on alone, not knowing that's not how I was supposed to be. So hopefully I'll get something different out of it. Yeah, uh, that sounds like the worst possible way to experience uh, the game ever. Uh, and I played the alpha. <laughs> so, yeah. That was... <laughs> the the only good that came out of it was when people, they would first tell me, oh my God, how would you do that? And then it was, that's not how you're supposed to do it. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> I would have questioned how you managed to stay sane um, doing that. Uh, but hey, you know, you should get a special badge for that. 
There should be a special. <laughs> yeah. should be a special Ingram. A special bounty. Yeah, we'll send a strongly worded letter to Bungie. Uh, but speaking of Bungie, uh, with uh, the season of The Worthy coming to an end um, on June 9th, we've been getting trailers. Um, no more than five seconds. Um, basically, there's a new planet that's going to be explorable. Um, I haven't really dug into it, but we're getting a new planet, and it's not going to be like a. It's going to be like a new zone. It's not going to be like the tower or the EDZ. Um, this is a new world, we'll, a new planet. We'll have new characters there. Two characters, Eris Morn is there and the Drifter is there. And the Drifter looks super cool, cooler than we've ever seen him look before. Um, and he's intricately tied to the darkness. And they've been saying that everything is returning back to the darkness. The darkness was kind of like the ominous evil of Destiny 1. So... Hopefully we get some 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 nostalgic uh, bits that lead us back to what made Destiny One great in the first place. Um, but there's also this giant ship being hurled at the planet, um, so we don't know what it is. It's called the Almighty, as far as I'm as far as I remember. Um, so June 9th, we will be getting a reveal at 9 a.m. Eastern. Uh, so Tuesday, 9 a.m. Eastern, Bungie's gonna have a live stream. They're going to be not only revealing the new season, but they're also going to be revealing events going on in the fall. Any thoughts about that, gentlemen? Uh, in the words of Joe Budden, not even Joe Budden, in the words of, who was it, Quavo? Let's wrap it up, Dan. <laughs> right. <laughs> 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 they both said it, so yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, okay, so Tuesday, we'll see, and uh, we'll get back to you next week. Um, ah, any other games you guys want to talk about? I haven't played nothing this week, so I've got nothing. Okay, good. I, I will say, last week I missed out on buying some turnips in Animal Crossing, but this week I secured the bag and I got turnips. I, a friend of mine was posting his friend his Nintendo Switch code and yeah. <laughs> his turnip prices on his status. I was like, I, I thought I accidentally was in like Facebook Marketplace. I was like, why is this person? Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, wait a minute. This is this is my Animal Crossing. Yeah. Uh, oh, when was this? This was last week? This was today. Oh, how much were the turnips though? That's a real question. I don't know. He said they were in full bloom, whatever that means. Can you plant them? I don't know. I'm not a, I don't. I'm not. A, I don't. I haven't. Listen. Yeah. I'm still not sure where my Nintendo Switch is. You see that, that? I have lots of questions, and I will be on Reddit in full force tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Okay. Well, one of the games. But, I again, guys, I'm just saying, guys. When you're listening to this, if you are selling. Or if you have a very favorable price on turnips on your island, holla at your boy. Follow me at Matt underscore Gucci. Shoot me a DM. Send me your Dodo code. And let's get it cracking. All that from a guy who nine months ago wasn't a gamer. Oof. What a <laughs> All that from a guy two months ago who wasn't interested in uh, Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> what a time to be alive. Uh, speaking of a time to be alive, if you're a fan of some of the classic um, adventure games, uh, you might like this. Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning Collector's Edition is being re-released 
on the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Um, if you don't know, Kingdom of Amalur was originally released uh, back in 2012, and the remake will now be available on August 18th. I am super excited about this. This game came out in like my peak RPG action-adventure game phase, um, and I thought it was really, really, really good. I don't understand why it didn't get as much acclaim, and unfortunately, the studio folded, and it was kind of like a spectacular story. Not only did the studio fold, like the there was a baseball player who was like attached to it that had to like sell his house and file for bankruptcy. It was like this big deal. Um, but I'm glad it's back. I'm glad it's back. Um, because it's just a really, really good game. So, um, I, I, I never would have expected this to happen. I'm glad it is happening. Hopefully the people who had to file bankruptcy, like their lives are together. Hopefully the people who lost jobs, um, have landed, uh, happily on their feet. Uh, but the article was posted on IGN on June 5th and it goes into not only the re-reckoning, re-release but then also like the collector's edition which will be available on playstation 4 if you get it through amazon it's 109 xbox one same thing the pc has different versions pc it's available for 99 um you can also get it physically for 39.99 on amazon 39.99 on xbox.com walmart be wary of that steam um, I'm not sure if it's coming to any of the other ecosystems that are on PC, but you can get it that way as well. Any thoughts on Kingdom of Amalur, guys? I mean, just to kind of expand on the backstory of it, um, the baseball player was Kurt Schilling, and he he's he's done a lot of things that kind of got um, him in the wrong light, but this was one of them that he was really trying to do, trying to do good, it seemed like. He got a... He got some from the state of Rhode Island because that's where the studio head was at. And he, he, you know, he did all these different things. He put sunk all his money into this, and the game came out, and it was it was a great game, as you said, Caleb. But EA, who actually published the game at the time, uh-huh. didn't give it any marketing whatsoever. And so when it came out, even though critically it was a great game, um, commercially it was not because it just did not sell what it needed to maintain. And that caused an entire lawsuit with the state of Rhode Island and Kurt Schilling causing him to, I believe, eventually file bankruptcy because of that. Um, what's interesting is this is actually being published by THQ Nordic. So this is the company that actually bought most of THQ's properties. So it's interesting to see it kind of change hands from EA to THQ Nordic. Yeah, um, THQ Nordic, uh, THC Nordic, whatever they're going by. Uh, not THC. Not, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Ricky's not getting us again on that one. <laughs> THQ Nordic, uh, <laughs> making sneaky moves, doing lots of dope things. I like it. Um, I love it. And I actually have Kingdom of Amalur on PC through um, EA um, on Origin. So I'm interested to know how they're able to get this. And I want to make a quick correction before Ricky has a chance to. As of right now, according to the IGN article, Amazon is the only retailer listing it, and it comes out to stores. They said they'll update. So um, physical editions of the collector's edition, 109, 109 for Xbox and PC, or for Xbox and PS4, 99 for PC. Regular editions, the standard version is 39.99 on Amazon for PS4, 39.99 for Amazon on Xbox, and then PC, it just says, see the price on Amazon. Uh, Apparently it's also thirty nine ninety nine. So for forty dollars, this game is a steal. 
Um, Amazon also has, I don't know what kind of deal, what, what's going on with Amazon and all the games are $39.99. Persona 5 Royale is available right now on Amazon for $39.99. So go scoop that. Ricky will appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, let's talk mm-hmm. about EA real quick. Oh, hold on. Before you do that, Caleb. Speaking of stealing, did you guys see what happened with the Microsoft Store this past week? No. No. Oh, no I thought it was GameStop. <laughs> Uh, no, 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 uh, not in the sense that you're thinking, um, someone in the Microsoft store was browsing. I think the person goes by the name Nintendo life or something like that and noticed some familiar assets that were being advertised as a new game, new game in the Microsoft store called Capsmon Adventure, Brave Heroes Assemble. But if you look at it, it is blatantly Pokemon. (laughs) They took Pokemon assets and put it into this game and just named it something else. It's not even like they changed it up. It is literally Pokemon artwork, Pokemon assets. Oh my god! They just changed up the name. And what is this called again? Capsmon. Like one word, Capsmon? Yeah, Capsmon Adventure, colon, Brave oh, Heroes Assemble. This- oh, wow. <laughs> okay, if you're watching the video podcast, I, I don't know how else to look at that. I'm, I'm just going to I'm gonna hit this button here real quick. I'm going to do one of these and just... just <laughs> wow! I have, I have never. Like I, oh, I love how short of the actual characters though. All the Pokemon are tweaked. Like, look at Pikachu. Pikachu just looks yeah. like he got janked. Like they all have this and little the, extra bit of. I don't want to say character. Like they, it looks like they took him out of uh, Mystery Dungeon. I think honestly, yeah. all it feels like it's, it's it's a different art style. That's all that this is. It's a different art style. And this is like, God, this is on Microsoft's website. Yeah, that's... What uh, is happening? <laughs> that's brazen. That's, that's... I'm downloading that. I'm gonna, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm going to stop screen sharing here so I can actually in, type in my information, and then we're going to download this game. I'm downloading it right now. I'm going to, yeah. Right. I, I over so... Here. That happened. I don't. I don't know if uh, Pokemon or Game Freak have come out and said anything about it yet. But I know people were just like, "Yo, Microsoft, what's good? What's going on here? Why y'all? Why y'all got this up?" C A P S M O N Adventure Brave Heroes Assemble. I'm gonna need every single Xbox fan. I need somebody. To not defend this, somebody explain what's happening. I need to. I need to know how. Sway, that's. All, I. I just need to know how. Who's who? Like who did this? Know. Who did this? Did you guys read the description? No. Capsmon Adventure is a capsule monster collection game with cute cartoon figures and beautiful and delicate scene, which provides you with lots of fun when exploring the fantastic Capsmon world. They're not even trying. They're not even trying. 
Yeah. So, uh, scrolling through some of the news articles that reported this, Game GameSpot um, was talking about it, and they said the artwork that we saw on there um, in that banner is actual promotional artwork for Pokemon the movie Genesect and The Legend Awakened. So that's... <laughs> That is actual Pokemon content. Not even like tweak that they're straight up using as the app icon. Like Nintendo has to be in on this. Like this is a this is like this has got to be Xbox and Nintendo like well like sneakily releasing like Pokemon on the Xbox, right? Like that's the only way. are they going to do the same thing they did with Dreams, where it's like someone builds this entire Super Mario world, and they're just like, nope, can't use that. Oh, then, like, definitely shut down. it down. Oh, yeah, that's why I want to download it now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh listen, I, it's been downloaded. I'm waiting to click the start button. If we didn't have a time limit on this podcast, I would do a playthrough right now. Matter of fact, after the podcast, hop on Twitch, and we will stream the first 15 minutes of Caps Mod. Oh, Twitch.tv I wonder if they change backslash the TDM show. What? I wonder if they change all the names of the Pokemon. We're gonna find out on Twitch. <laughs> what it's is on, happening? It's on HoloLens, mobile device, PC. Let's see. You know it's crazy. But, I actually pre pre ordered the HoloLens and never got it. I'll just probably dodge the bullets. Don't worry about it. Probably. Anyway, yeah. Back to uh, before. For, <laughs> I just need I need somebody from somewhere to defend this action. Hit me up on Twitter at Old Man Mookie. Um, we need to have a talk. This is Xbox being called. Actually, Mookie, if there was ever a time for you to say something about this, let us know. Let Let me know. You know, so I'm booting this up now, and like the the main screen that you type all your information in in the background, it's uh. It's a red Gyarados. <laughs> like, it's it's just a... a bla- oh, man, I'm playing this game. Let's go! <laughs> okay. Back, before we before we get sidetracked on a podcast and just end up playing Capsmon the rest of the weekend, uh, yeah, get back to EA. Uh, EA was releasing some of their games on Steam. Is that correct? Yeah. they As of June 7th, they released uh, a number of games onto Steam. Hmm. Uh, that's funny because EA also has their own platform called uh, Origins. Um, they have EA Play every year, um, and they even on consoles they have EA Access. Oh, oh. this is so oh, yeah, guys. Let's just take a let's just take a minute and appreciate what's going on. Whoa, they. <laughs> All of the blatant ripoffs. It's, it's, dude, it's. <laughs> this is Jesse chasing me out. It's not even. They're not even. They're not even trying. Are you kidding me? This has got to be like a gotcha game that somehow managed to like. I don't. I don't know how to do this. Like. All right, so I'm gonna stop oh, sharing. I gotta turn the volume off. I, oh goodness! Wow, yeah. So wow. that's that's the game. Wow! <laughs> wow! 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 
Xbox, explain yourself. Nintendo, explain yourself. Somebody needs to explain this to me. Who, who released that? Like, who's the publisher for that on the Microsoft Store? Um, anime games. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a 2.2 review. 2.2 out of 5? Yeah. You, you can definitely tell the, the people who are, like, being paid for it. Like, 5 stars, best game, love it. Five stars, very fun and delicate game with a long paragraph. And then everybody Dude. else is like, one star thieves, don't waste your time on this poop. Lies and poop, overall pretty bad, already been said. Yeah, yeah there's the there's no one in their right mind who, one, does not know what Pokemon is. Two, cannot look at this, look at Pikachu and say, oh yeah, that's an original thing. Yo, <laughs> this has been out for two months. Really? Oh, yeah. It came out March 30th, yeah. <laughs> it must be so bad that both Microsoft and Sony are like, or Microsoft and Xbox, or Microsoft and Nintendo are like, yeah, we're just, we're just going to let them have their day in the field, but this ain't it, dog. What, what if it's actually just really good promo to get everyone hyped for the DLC coming out this week or next week? That'd be masterful marketing. That's two months worth of marketing, but this ain't the way to do it. I mean, we. I'm pretty sure the whole Sonic thing was a marketing stunt, and it's not like other people haven't done that. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, well, you know, it is marketing. Uh, but yeah, back to back to. I can't even. I can't even focus on EA. Like you would think, EA would be the one to pull something like this off, but no, it's Uncle Phil. <laughs> Uncle Phil got to come to the principal's office. We got to talk. No, this is an Xbox. It's not on that console whatsoever. This is only on PC, mobile, Hololens. So Uncle Phil, he he's he's free and clear. Oh, okay. So this is just this is Microsoft. Period. This is not even yeah. Uncle Phil. This is Microsoft. Problem, Matt. Maybe because maybe it's an open source platform, so developers can just upload whatever they want. But then why would yeah. they be why would they be selling it in store? I'm curious. It, well, it's free, free so they're not selling it. And that's the okay. other thing. Like because it's free, they might not be be able to get away from it. Um, I'm gonna look up uh, Anime Games Publisher and see what else they put out. Yeah, let's let's like guys. Where else are you gonna get this, this kind of breaking news, original content? Developing the back. Sorry, a bird just like flew into my my glass window, so I almost just like like my fight or flight <laughs> mode it kicked in. I was like, yo, who? Who that? Um, yeah, where else are you going to get this kind of content, guys? Nowhere else but the TDM show on every streaming platform available. But yeah, uh, EA, notorious for all sorts of stuff, is now uploading their games onto Steam. What I hope is that they are ending or temporarily pausing Origin and EA Access because those two systems need a massive revamp. Uh, I have spent way more money than I'm willing to admit on Origin Access. Origin Access Plus, to be exact, or Origin Pro, whatever they call it. Because if you have that Origin Pro on PC, you get the full game, like, two weeks before release. And it's not like, oh, you get a 10-hour demo. You get the full game two weeks before release. When Anthem first came out, I was heavy into that. Um, That's how I played Anthem. Um... (laughs) I have Kingdom of Zamalur, as I've said, uh, all the Dragon Age, Mass Effect. I got all those games on my Origin. And then when I'm on P- 
when I'm on console for like games like FIFA, you get the early access 10 day, um, early access 10 hour beta, uh, and all your process carries over. Those have been good systems, but EA hasn't done anything to really revolutionize their systems in a long time. So I'm wondering like if this is a, this is a play to just get more people playing their games or they're going to try and revamp their system to be more in line like Epic Game Studios. And it'd be interesting to see if those EA games are also available on the Epic Games app. Do you know if they are? Or you just know they've been available on Steam? Um, I think I, just, I think I would just know that they're available on Steam. Okay, that's good to know. Well, I mean, I'm pretty much the only one here who plays PC games, um, any sort of... I guess longevity, um, but that's fine. That's it. What's it's yeah. It's but my balance, and I will say, uh, in terms of like the list that they put out um, of games that are available on Steam today, uh, is Burnout Paradise Remastered, Crisis Three, Dragon Age Inquisition, Dragon Age Two, Fae, Fe, Fae. Is that what Faye. it is? Uh, Mirror's Edge, Catalyst, Need for Speed, Need for Speed Heat, Need for Speed Rivals, Plans vs Zombies, Battle of for Neighborville, Sea of Solitude, Unravel, and Unravel 2. So, none of the Mass Effect series, not Dragon Age 1. Uh, they put Crisis 3 on there, but not 1 and Crisis, not 1 and 2. Interesting. Mirror's Edge, okay. Did they put Mirror's Edge Catalyst also, or just Mirror's Edge? It's Mirror's Edge Catalyst. Okay, so Catalyst, but not the original. Interesting there. Uh, obviously, yeah. no Anthem. God knows what's happening. I might boot that game up and see what's happening with Anthem. I might. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I probably not. <laughs> yeah. I got, de- right. I got better things to go play Destiny. Um, that's just uh, yeah, that's strange. Uh, I'll be interested to see what happens with that in the upcoming months. Um, but um, more gaming news. IGN again on June seventh posted another article, um, in which they talk about Last of Us HBO series finds first episode director uh huh and it's going to be Emmy winning Chernobyl director um the article written by Matt Fowler um says that in March HBO confirmed that's teaming up with Naughty Dog to make um The Last of Us TV show which will replace the long awaited film adaptation we knew that was happening um creator so of HBO Chernobyl go ahead um so with the wording that they said there, uh, it has its first episode's director. Now I know uh, for some shows they have overall season directors now, and in some cases they will have directors for the pilot because this would be the pilot um, just to see if it'll take. Are they wording it that way because they this is the person they're going to run with for the season or they just want this person to land solid pilot and then they'll just have someone else come in and do the rest of the series. Well, they might have have them do something like they've done in the past. Some HBO shows have had uh, like a directing team, but a different director for every episode. So like the mm. season is directed by a team of directors, but every episode oh. has like a lead director or a head director. Um can't remember which series it is that HBO has that done that before. I want to say True Detective is similar to that, but I know for sure they change directors every season. I mean, 
Game of Thrones done it. Watchmen did it. Um, Flash, Flash and Arrow have done it. I mean, Kevin James, not Kevin James, Kevin Smith, wrong Kevin. Um, Kevin Smith directed some episodes of, of those. So, I mean, they, they <clears throat> a lot of shows recently that you have a main overall theme and then you have directors will come in and kind of put their own spin on it in, in different episodes, but still consisting with the same story. Well, yeah, I, I understand that. I guess my question more so is, like, the they intentionally use the words, like, the first episode's director. A lot of times, like, with Flash, obviously, um, even some of the actors will direct episodes, and a lot of them get, like, their directoral debut doing stuff like that. Um, but I would think, like, if you have a um, either a team, they'll just close there's a team, or if there's a, a director who's seeing, overseeing everything, they would state that. So I, I just thought it was just interesting how they were wording it, and I was just curious about it. Yeah, well, it looks like... <clears throat> so Craig Mazin is executive producing and writing the series alongside Naughty Dog, um, specifically Neil Druckmann from Naughty Dog. Um, so it looks like Joan Renak J- yeah, is going to be directing the first episode. Um, but he's also on board as an executive producer. Um, and he's going to direct at least the pilot episode. So from what I'm hearing, it sounds like Craig is the, is the head honcho, but it's a partnership between Craig and Neil Druckmann. Right. And then mm-hmm. they've got their boy, Joan Renak. Has that, let me double check what else Joan has done. Um, in the third, so like, Joan's gonna direct the um, pilot at minimum, and we'll see what happens there. Um, now I think about it, The Witcher also did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Joan Renak is gonna be like the third studio head on this. Is 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 what I'm getting from what I'm reading here, um, on you know the internet. Looks like he's gonna be like following their lead. Did either of you guys watch Chernobyl? I haven't mm-hmm. been meaning to, but I have not. But I've heard really, really good things. What do you know? It about? is absolutely phenomenal. And if they're getting the team that or the writer, it looks like at the very least, um, to work on this, I am so excited because Chernobyl, even though it's not a, it's it's a a, a a real telling of what actually occurred with that entire event. And if you don't know what Chernobyl is, go look it up. It's a monument, another monumentous occasion in, in you know, the world's history. Um, but it, it walks through it and it has a very dystopian feel to it, even though it's not at all dystopian. Um, so with that, I, I, I can definitely see that carrying over into this, this TV show based on the last of us. And I'm, I'm excited. I wasn't before, I am now. Yeah, from the aesthetics of Chernobyl, like, if we're going to go based on the aesthetics, trailers, the, the, the snippets, uh, wallpaper that I've seen, the world looks like what I would expect The Last of Us would look like. So if they can nail that down, I'm sold. Um, now, let's see how the actors do. Let's see how the writing holds up. Let's see how the action plays out. Because, again, I'm glad it's on HBO. Last of Us is not, like, that game is not for, that game is not for everybody. There is some, some deep, deep, heavy, like, traumatic things that happen to people in that game. 
Uh, I got that. You have to take breaks from that game. It's a great game, but like some of the stuff on there is like real, real, just human. Like some of the the deepest edges of human psychology are explored in that game. So I care less about the aesthetics. I care more about what they do with the story. But moving on from that, um, any other topics you guys want to talk about before we get into our video game predictions? So I'm just going to kind of jump back to where we were before. This isn't the first game that they've produced that's a straight-up clear knockoff. They're doing this? So this is it's it's from Miracle Games. They've done Elven Lord, Justice League, and the logo... Artwork for it is Pokemon. Um, they've done just, Naruto they games. Professionally stealing Pokemon games. I mean, gotta get the bag somehow, I guess, right? But it's like they've got Naruto, Digimon. Like they've done it with a lot. I'm gonna go into the Apple Store real quick and type in anime games. Pokemon is not on there, if you're wondering. Yeah, it's um, it's it's very interesting. Well, it looks like their Apple is a little bit more strict about allowing <laughs> them on the Apple Marketplace. So they're not there, so I'm gonna say thank goodness for that. I, I but it's interesting because they also have on here under their games Disneyland Adventures demo. And Disneyland Adventures was a legit game that came to um, Xbox. Same with Rush. Maybe this is just the platform they use for it. Because Rush Rush is on there, a Disney Pixar adventure. Gears Pop is on here. Really? Like, this is really, really weird. I have to dig more into it to see exactly what's going on. But this is a, this is a very interesting um, find you brought to us, Matt. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely. Let's, let's stay up on this one, guys. Let's uh, yeah, let's let's uh, let's stay up on this story and see see what comes of it. Uh, but yeah, predictions. Um, as you guys know, we're getting more and more information about the PlayStation Five and less and less information about the Xbox Series X. Uh, so we want to have some predictions as to what more is going to get revealed before the full reveal. Uh, are we still getting their June event or no for PlayStation? Uh, uh, talked about it last week, but I already forgot. I'm sure they haven't said. Uh, they pushed it back. It was originally supposed to be his last Thursday, which was the 4th? Yeah, the 4th. Yeah. But they, they pushed it back without any date um, because they wanted to focus on the current situation that's at hand, not just in America, but in the world. So they, they didn't want to, you know, take away from that message and give something else. So they haven't said when it's going to come yet, but I'm hoping we'll see it in June. And just just to be clear, it's not just PlayStation did this. Um, uh, IGN did it with all their releases. Kind of funny, did it with the information they're going to share that they've done with Guerrilla Coalition. Um, you have Cyberpunk push their stuff back to the 25th for announcement. Like, there's a lot of things that got have gotten pushed and moved because of this. And so it's 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 it's, it's really interesting to see, and really really proud to be a gamer at this point. Very much so. Yeah, are we still getting the the Last of Us uh, reviews towards the end of this week? Yeah, the la- nothing is changing in, as far as that goes. On Friday the twelfth um, at twelve oh one, reviews will still go live. 
Um, but yeah, it's it's everything else to go to plan. I think it's just all the reveals and information has been kind of pushed, postponed, and pushed back. Are you yeah. gonna watch any? Are you guys gonna watch any of the reviews at all? Watch the reviews. I'll I'll look at them. I'll I'll open it up and scroll to the bottom and see what Metacritic does. But that's it. I'm not gonna read anything. I think I'm gonna stay away from it all. Like I'm gonna go into this blind. Like I'm I'm basically going into it blind. Uh, I, have I told you about like my two trailers uh, theory, Greg? No. So for movies, I'm interested in. I refuse to see more than two trailers. Uh, movies tend to reveal things and ruin things. In inconspicuous ways, except when Disney started planting literal fake trailers. <laughs> Yo, that yeah. was genius. Yeah, they literally just like was like, yeah, we're just gonna lie to you in the trailer, and then when you get to the movie, you'd be surprised. I have two. I have a two trailer maximum. I see one on purpose, and then I allow myself to see a second one by accident, and then after that, I will actively leave the room if a trailer comes on for something I'm interested in. I have gone into movies blind and come out with a totally different perception. Then I probably would have gone in had I seen a trailer. Same thing with video games. I I stopped reading reviews for the sake of reading reviews, or like if I, if I'm remotely interested in the game and I'm forced to make a financial decision, I have to buy one or the other. I'll like check a Metacritic score or CIGN score. I know we make the big joke seven out of ten, and you don't like that, but I it's just classic joke. Uh, but. IGN is the CNN of video games as far as we're concerned. They're the biggest gaming network um, of anything else. Um, and for for what for their worth, I like respect the people who work there, and I respect their opinions most of the time. Um, except when they have people who admittedly, at the beginning of a sports game review, the first thing they say is, now I don't play sports, but here we go. That bothers me. Long story short, if I have to like make a financial decision to buy one of the game or the other, that's when I'll check IGN. I want to go into this totally blind. Like I, I, I don't want to see a review until after I beat the game. How do you feel, Matt? I mean, as I've said many times, I have a different privilege than some people. Um, so I know I'm getting this game. I'm not paying for it, short of blood, sweat, and tears. So <clears throat> I don't mind looking at reviews for stuff like that. Um, just to see how it is. Like when font, but what? On the other side of that, I'm right there with you. When Final Fantasy VII came out, I didn't look at reviews. I didn't. I didn't look to see what was going on. I didn't read anybody's opinion. I stayed as far away from it as I could, so that, that way, when I got my hands on it, I had my own perception of what was going on. And y'all have heard my perception of that game many, many times. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, so for me, I'm gonna be going in blind. You're going in partially blind. Matt's just playing the game. After I beat it, <laughs> I don't even. I, I, I don't even know if I'm gonna touch Last of Us Part Two. Like, I'll see it. Happy for you guys. I probably won't play it. Bro, play Part One and then decide if you want to play Part Two. It's literally on your PlayStation. Just go in your library, download it. The thing is, yes, it is on my PlayStation because it's a PlayStation Plus free game of the month a few months ago. Just go ahead. You know, you click the, the, the PlayStation button, right? And then the, your cross yeah. media bar pops up. You scroll all the way to the end. There's going to be this bookshelf. Caleb. The bookshelf is called your game library. Caleb. All the games you get Caleb. for free are in there. Scroll down Caleb. to the L's. Last of Us is going to be there. You just download that Caleb. on your system. And then you play it. Caleb. That's how it works. I'll, I'll make you a deal. 
if I beat all four Uncharted games before J uh, June 17th, I'll play The Last of Us Part 1. Man, you better get off. <laughs> I'm about to say, what kind, of, what, kind of, what kind of deal is that? All you have to do is not turn on your PlayStation. <laughs> Which I already don't. <laughs> All you have to do is just not turn on your PlayStation. It's not, that's not a deal. It's like somebody saying, hey, uh, I, hey, I mean, I'll... let me give you a let me give you a ten dollar bill, and you're gonna give me a twenty dollar bill. Oh, so you want change? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a ten dollar bill, and you're gonna give me a twenty dollar bill. He's like, I'm still losing ten dollars. I don't understand what is happening here. Right. Uh, I mean, I've been intrigued. I'll play it at some point. I, For me, there's just not enough interest for me to want to actively play it. Ah, okay. Still getting you to be a true gamer. Ah, well, I can't, I can't really be mad at you. On that note, um, my prediction is that the PlayStation 5 is going to cost you 450 It's going to cost what? 450 450 Yep. Negative, Ghost Rider. <clears throat> I'm gonna four fifty. Um, um, if you're gonna get his price, and that's what we're gonna start with, uh, at least five hundred, if not five fifty. I'm going four fifty because I think they're willing to take the loss in the first year in order to win. Like they don't have to do much to like secure the bag, but if they, I think coming out at that four fifty price tag. Regardless of what Uncle Phil has said, no matter like, there's no way the Xbox Series X can cost three hundred and fifty dollars. It's impossible. It's just not gonna happen. So I think the Xbox Series X will have to match them or come out at four hundred dollars. And at that fifty at that fifty dollar price difference, I mean, I guess the argument could still be made that people will say, oh, well, the Xbox is more powerful and costs $50 less. But that $50 price difference, if everybody's getting the PlayStation, I think PlayStation... I, I honestly think like that could be the nail in the coffin for the Series X on year one. I like The coffin is already closed. It's just not been nailed down. He could still... like The Xbox is still undertaking this situation. And I know I'm being very <laughs> grim on Xbox's future. Uh, but they just haven't shown me otherwise. I'm sorry, Ricky. I'm sorry, Toby. Like... They haven't shown me anything yet. So I think PlayStation drops the bomb on them. Hey, PlayStation will be released on this date, and it'll cost you $449.99. And I have a theory on the date, by the way. I think if <clears throat> if they want to make it like, do you guys remember the the date of the, um, the Dreamcast release? No. no. Caleb, do you remember the release date of Elder Scrolls Skyrim? Uh, 11, 11, 11. Dreamcast was nine nine ninety nine. So I, I was thinking about that today. I was listening to another podcast, and they were actually talking about the Dreamcast. October thirtieth is our Friday. Oh, okay. That that would put it at, at I know it's kind of messed up, but ten twenty thirty. Ah I see where you're going. So I, I'm I'm guessing, and I'm gonna put this out there because I want this to to come to fruition. October 30th, we're going to get um, the PlayStation 5 for 500 bucks. October 30th or October 20th? 30. 10, 20, 30. So, I, like I said, I know it's messed up, but it's October the 10th 30th, month. 2020. Yeah, the 10th month of the 20th year on the 30th day. Ah, ha, 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 
ha, ha, ha. Okay, I see where you're going. I was like, well, wouldn't it be 10, 20, 20? But 10, 20, 30. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I'm with you now. You just have to do the European dates. <laughs> <laughs> Not even that. It, it would be 30, 10, 20. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still a day you won't forget. 10, 20, 30. 10, 30, 20, whatever you want to call it. Tenth month of the twentieth year of this millennium, on the thirtieth day. Huh. That's a good. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Uh, that's yeah, that's a good one. That's a very good one. I'll take it. Um, Matt, any predictions at all from you? I I I'm gonna go with the four ninety nine price tag as well. Four ninety nine um, price tag. Here's a here's a I, here's a prediction that I think could happen, and I don't think it's happened since PlayStation. Yeah, I don't think it's happened since PlayStation. I think in addition to costing four ninety nine, the PlayStation Four will have two controllers in the box. Yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> well, okay. Here's my thing. <laughs> Even if the four ninety nine version, because I'm sticking with that, that forty ninety nine, I'm, I'm sticking with the four ninety nine. Even if the four ninety nine version doesn't happen, maybe the 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 PlayStation Five Pro, right, the PS Five Pro that's going to drop in two and a half years from now, will then be the 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 five fifty six hundred dollar console, beefed up, this this that that. I think that one will have the two point five terabyte hard drive and a second controller call it the ultimate bundle so my rebuttal to this is name a game that you play on your console multiplayer that, that sound speaks for itself like there, there's there's not many games currently out there in the wild where it requires or you can even play multiplayer in one console um everything is online i know like they added fortnite you can do that on now but everything's online so adding a second controller I don't think they do, especially when everybody makes their money on accessories. It's just like when you buy a TV at Best Buy, they're not making money off the TV. That's why they're pitching you the warranty and mounting and the bracket and the HDMI cable and another controller that you can use to control all your stuff because that's where they make the money at. So it's the same thing with the console. I don't think they'll have an extra controller. Um, <clears throat> but I will say... I was talking with Spencer last week on his podcast, Shimagami Tensei, something, I'll, I'll find it. I, I don't want to disrespect him. Um, but apparently there's been leaks that it's going to come with an 890 gig hard drive or something to that effect because they can't get a larger hard drive to work properly in the console. So one terabyte, but like not, space. not even a terabyte. So if it's 830 gigs and that the system update takes 20 gigs, we're getting under 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 800 gig of, like of usable space that doesn't make any sense it would make that, sense I mean, if it was one terabyte and then a portion of it was taken by system updates so you get 820 830 of usable space i don't understand like how that would work it's from what spencer was telling me and i can't find the article that that calls this but spencer was telling me that what he read and what he saw out there um was that they sony couldn't get the it wasn't because it's a proprietary hard drive. Remember that it's not they're not going from Seagate. This is something that they're doing. This is their hard drive for their console. Um, and that if they went more than that, it, the speeds and everything else comes to play didn't operate properly. So they had to keep cap it at eight hundred nine eight hundred something. 
So yeah, you're right. You, after operating system, you're going to have less than 800 gigs on your hard drive. Um, it's also, from what he said in that same article, they were talking about how it will not take external hard drives. You have to use the Sony proprietary hard drive. Really? That's that's not good. That's terrifying. That's not good. Because as we all remember, when they did that with the Vita, it did not do so well. So I even hearing this, I am still on board for Sony um, because if you remember correctly, Sony, the PS4 did not, to, to the best of my recollection, did not support external hard drives at launch. They had to patch that in. Yeah, it was a patch update. So they could they could ultimately do the exact same thing with this. Just at launch, it will not work with three point with a three USB hard drives. Yeah, and um, it makes that makes a little bit more sense. Uh oh, camera down. That makes a little bit more sense. We're back. <laughs> that makes a little bit more sense <laughs> with the with the news that one of the heads of Sony, I'm not sure which one it was, said that. They're not really focused on backwards compatibility and this and that. Like, the PlayStation 5 is a PlayStation 5. PlayStation 5 games are PlayStation 5 games. If you want to play PlayStation 4 games... Okay, now I'm paraphrasing. Sony did not say this. But, like, if you want to play PlayStation 4 games, keep on, like hang on to your PlayStation 4 and play them on there. But the PlayStation 5 is going to be focused on PlayStation 5 games. That would make sense to have a lower hard drive space, which would mean hopefully that the games are more optimized so they will take up less space because I just downloaded a 60 gigabyte update for Call of Duty and a 120 byte update Oof. for Destiny. Oof. 60 gigs for Call of Duty, 120 for Destiny. Granted, the reason Destiny took that much space is because I literally haven't played that game in almost a year or however long it's been since <laughs> Shadowkeep released, September 2019. Like I haven't touched that game since. So it makes sense. It's a gigantic upgrade. But if the games on the PlayStation 5 are going to be more optimized for that proprietary system, it should mean it will take less space to accomplish the same amount of things. Again, maybe we're being a little too optimistic. Maybe we're being a little too fanboyish. Fine. Sue me. I've got a great lawyer. Uh, well, my friend has a great lawyer, and I've got my friend's phone number. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't. I don't think you're wrong. I mean, you'll see the PlayStation exclusive games optimized. I mean, look at Nintendo. Right. Nintendo on the Switch has some of the best looking games out there. And when you actually look at their file size, they're relatively small. Um, but when you look at third parties that do publish on there, they don't look as good, and their file sizes are extremely huge. So for Nintendo does some sort of magic on their back end to get it that way. I'm hoping that we see kind of the same thing out of PlayStation, but that's not going to give us any reprieve from the size of the Call of Duties or Red Dead's or GTA size games that are going to be released on the console because, again, those are third party. So yeah. get ready to delete and uninstall games to make space. Yeah, I mean, we're kind of already used to... We, we lovingly call it space management, but it's exactly what you said. You know, you got a game, you beat it. Once you're done with it, you delete it. Yeah. So, and I mean, this things could change between, you know, announcement or now announcement and then the announcement and the release. Um, nothing is set in stone, but that's just kind of the rumor that I'm hearing out there. Well, that'd be interesting. Um, and again, I would be, I'd be totally up for that. 
I'm I'm kind of up for whatever Sony's doing at this point. Like I'm I'm bought in. I'm sold in. I'm sold out. So um, they'd have to really they'd really have to bungle that 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 first week release for me to be like ah, I'm canceling my pre-order. Like they would have to mess up everything from now until the release of the system for me to cancel my pre-order. But as of right now, I'm skittish, but I'm still in. Matt, how you feel? I mean, we're all still getting it, plain and simple. I don't know what else you want me to say. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, uh, don't expect you to lie on the podcast. Uh, (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen, it has been a fun podcast. I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of TDM, the the, the TDM show. Sheesh. Uh, I, again, am one of your friendly Earthside mammals. I go by the name of Old Man Mookie on Twitter. Uh, approach me cautiously right now. I'm 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 a, I'm a little I'm a little sensitive. If I bark at you, I apologize in advance. Unless you say something <laughs> stupid, and then you deserve what you got. Uh, I get to do I get the honor and pleasure of doing a weekly podcast with my buddies Greg and Matthew. These guys, we sit here, we talk video games, and you guys tune in and listen. If you guys want us to talk about certain topics, be sure to hit us up on our Twitter, Instagram, or you can go to our website, whitenoise.com backslash forward slash TDM show and you can fill out the form and we'll get it and we'll talk about it possibly even give you a shout out uh, if you want to listen to the show you can listen to the show on all streaming platforms from Spotify Apple Music Stitcher Radio Anchor we're all there so give us a shout out give us a like rate review make sure you click that notification bell on the YouTube video that goes up on what days Matt? Tuesdays the video will go up Friday or someday oh. one day the videos go up eventually. <laughs> <laughs> but until then, it has been Fridays. Until then, it's been my pleasure to host the show. Matthew, give them your socials and let them know where they can find you. Guys, you can follow me on social media at Matt underscore Gutu, number one fan account for Pablo Sanchez. And once again, add me on PlayStation Network, Black Attack 1964. Let's clan up on D2 and get these quests. Greg, give them your socials so they can know where they can find you. Uh, I'm not going to give them my social, but I will let them know where they can find me on the social medias. Uh, you can find me uh, at Tonksy on Twitter. Um, at uh, I'm Tonks on the consoles. Hit me up. And if, um, yeah, if you want to play or hang out, got something to say, let me know. Let's, let's chat. Absolutely. And we want to use our podcast and our platform responsibly, which is why we are going to take a segment out of um, our time to promote other creatives that we like and enjoy. Right now, we're kind of focused on black creatives. Not kind of. We are focused on black creatives. Getting um, there, We're using our platform to amplify their voices. One of the first black creatives that I ever watched and was entertained by on YouTube in the gaming space is Chris Smoove. Chris Smoove is a great, great, great YouTuber. He does a lot of content in the sports world. FIFA, dominant in 2K, and he's been doing it for over a decade. So, if you're looking for some new content and you're looking to support black creatives, go ahead and hop on YouTube and follow Chris Smooth. That's C-H-R-I-S-S-M-O-O-V-E. And until next time, we'll see you later.